Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Elio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows, we might even solve a case. I am Allie Siegel. I am Melissa Stetton. And I'm producer Maria. Web Crawlers has a Patreon to get access to rewards, bonus episodes, shout outs, merch discounts. Please go to patreon.com slash web crawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. Should I um, see if you guys have any supporters on, oh. on the... Oh, yeah. I, I forgot about that old thing. Yeah. Okay. Supporter button. It looks like you guys have... Okay, so on September 4th, you've got you got $20. You got $10 from two different people. Wow. Wow. Haunted Possum, who's on the Discord, gave you $10 and said, I'm too scared to use Venmo. So I think that's very nice. (laughs) Interesting. Maybe because Venmo is related to Facebook and like, that's a whole thing. Yeah. And then Matilde, who was on our live show. Oh, yeah. She gave $10 and said, thanks for the live shows. Happy face with hands out. Oh, wow. So how much you. how much dough are we rolling in total? It says here that um, we don't want to embarrass you, so we cannot give you a final number. <laughs> okay, got it. Um, so 
Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five-star review, screenshot and DM it to us, and we will shout you out. We do have one. Someone sent us a Twitter message. So this review is from Mac Moreau. It says, what is going on? The voice at the end of the hotline jingle that says, Erios is a puck wedgie. Take a listen. Maria can translate. That is true. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah. There was also that weird review that was like, I used to like this podcast, but I hate the mailbag and the live episodes, like two stars. And it's like, just listen to the main episode then, <laughs> hon. It's mm-hmm. the same. We're not forcing you to listen to no all No one's forcing you to listen to all the all the extra episodes we're doing for you. Also, Erios has a hotline. You know the drill. Uh, insert jingle here. 626-604-6262. It's really been popping off, so please keep on calling in. Also, I love that you guys are now not even calling us. You're just calling each other. (laughs) So that's great. Just keep doing that. It's very cool. You guys are making friends. You don't have each other's number. You're just calling our hotline to talk. So perfect. Sure. We're happy to be the uh, middleman. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I wonder if there'll be a web crawler's wedding. I think there will be. Oh. I visited the Discord for half a second before we started recording, and someone in the Discord said, this is a great day in the Discord. I think it was, I think it was Daniel Tana said, this is such a fun day in the Discord, he wrote. Oh. So, yeah, if, if you're not at the Discord yet, uh, that's a real thriving community. I've gotten a lot of good recommendations for, like, TV shows and movies in there. It's great. Oh, really? Oh, that's where I found sure. out about Outcry. Maria's oh, demon really? told me about it. Yeah. Oh wow! That I I just finished that today. Oh, that wow. was a whirlwind. Yeah, that it's was on crazy. Showtime. So you know, I love the Showtime. This isn't we're not repped by Showtime or anyone, <laughs> but um, <laughs> we're begging for ads. We're gagging for them. <laughs> but um, the Showtime the Showtime network thing is really cool. The app they yeah, have a lot, a lot of good, good stuff. stuff. On there. I never knew. Okay, Melissa, who are our patrons? We've got Jamie N. Reggie. Clay W, Sarah S, Teresa S, MD and OKC, Margo M, Kiana F, Jean C, Helena, Liz, Nisa H, and Claire J. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. We love you. Uh, thank you for becoming patrons. You're going to get probably something exciting in the mail soon, or maybe not. I don't know how much you donated. <laughs> Anyways, Melissa, what is our main story for today? Well, our main story was suggested by our producer, Maria. It was brought to my attention by a a friend, Um, and I can't go any further than that, but it was brought to my attention. That's always exciting. Seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. And that's all you'll hear about that. So today, we're talking about the Savopolis murders. And it could be pronounced Savopolis or Savopolis. Or Savopolis. Savopolis. I think we should try out all three sayings throughout the episode rotating yeah so on may 14th 2015 three members of the savopolis family savas amy and their son philip as well as their housekeeper vera figueroa were killed in their home in washington dc yeah the victims were held hostage for 19 hours starting on may 13th 10 year old philip was tortured in order to coerce forty thousand dollars in cash from the family They were restrained with duct tape before being killed, and then the house was set on fire. Who killed this family and why? Let's Let's get get into into it. it. (laughs) 
Okay, so some background on this case. Uh, I got a lot of this info from Reddit user Analog Dreams, who did this amazing write-up of this. Wow. So shout out to Analog Dreams. So the Savopolis family. I think it's Sav- Savopolis. Savopolis? I think Savopolis, too. Savopolis family. Savopolis. Savopolis family included <laughs> 46-year-old Sava, Savas Savopolis. I like that name. That is a name. That's a mouthful. His 47-year-old wife, Amy, their 10-year-old son, Philip, and two teenage daughters who were away at school at the time of the murders. Savas was the CEO of American Iron Works in Hyattsville, Maryland, a large-scale construction company. At the time of the murders, he was also days away from opening a martial arts studio in nearby Chantilly, Virginia. So their housekeeper, Vera, moved to the U.S. from El Salvador. She worked as a housekeeper to pay for her kids' college education. And Vera had worked for the family for about five years and was planning to return to El Salvador shortly before she was murdered. That's horrible. Yeah. And the family lived in a wealthy and exclusive neighborhood in Washington, D.C., where Joe Biden lives. Uh Oh, was he a suspect? No. (laughs) Unfortunately, he was not. (laughs) Amy was a stay-at-home mom, and the family was well-liked by the community. And they had two housekeepers. One was Vera, who was one of the victims, and then they had another one. And I couldn't really find the name. There's a couple different names that I saw online, so I don't know. Well, we can just refer to her as the second housekeeper. Um, and there was also a guy named Jordan Wallace, who was hired in March 2015, two months before the murder, as kind of like a personal assistant. For the family. So like runs errands. So this is a rich family. Yes, very rich. Here's a timeline of the murders. So May 13th, 2015, it's a Wednesday. Amy and Philip are home, and Philip doesn't go to school because he's sick. Um, and Amy and Philip are seen on video at a doctor's office at some point that morning. Then also that morning, Amy calls the home sprinkler company for some reason, maybe like a repair, perhaps. No one's really sure why. And then later that afternoon at 325, Amy is seen walking near a local school, the Oyster Bilingual School. Wow, so you can speak the same language as oysters? All right. That's exactly what it is. So it seems that whenever whenever those oysters try to speak, they clam up. Oh. <laughs> they do. But once in a while, they'll really say, they'll really spit a out pearl a pearl of wisdom. Yeah. All right, continue, Melissa. Ah, she picks up a Starbucks. And then Philip, the kid, he's home with Vera, the housekeeper. So at 425, a dog sitter calls Amy. She says that Amy confirms an upcoming appointment, but sounds tired and under the weather, which she notes is unusual. Interesting. And at 530, Amy calls her husband, Savas. He's at the martial arts studio in Chantilly with the second housekeeper. And Savas tells her that Amy says that she says she has to go out and needs Savas to come home to take care of their son, Philip. So Amy's like, I need you to come home immediately. Weird. And, yeah. Take care of their son, Philip. Then at 7 p.m., Savas returns home and the police believe he enters the home to discover Amy and Vera bound in one bedroom and Philip in another. Oh, my God. There was also blood found in the dining room, and police believe this is where Savas was originally attacked when he entered the home. And then, at some point that night, Savas leaves a voicemail for Jordan Wallace, who's the guy who was recently hired to help as a personal assistant, 
And Jordan was originally supposed to go to the martial arts studio in the morning, but Savas asked in the voicemail if instead he could go to the American Ironworks in the morning to pick up a package for him. Weird. And so also at some point that night, Savas calls the security system company asking how and where video is stored and how it can be accessed. Uh, Busted. Yeah, suspicious. And then at 9.15 p.m., Amy orders two pizzas from Domino's. Hmm. And she includes an odd note says the note says she's nursing a sick child and will not be able to come to the door and to please ring the bell and leave the pizzas on the door. And she leaves. An okay, so she's like already she's definitely already like tied up by that. point. Yes. And anyone that gives that much like too much information is a dead giveaway that something's wrong. Like, like she yeah. could have no, just, just said leave it at the door. Right. It doesn't need to right. be like, oh, I'm nursing a child. I can't come yeah. to the door. Uh, yeah. 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 Suspicious. Um, so the pizza delivery driver does as he's told and says the house is quiet and dark aside from one light at the front door. Weird. And then at 9.30 p.m., Savas leaves a voicemail for their second housekeeper telling her that Amy is sick, Vera's sleeping over, and Vera's cell phone is dead and they don't have a charger. Weird. And the housekeeper says it's very weird because neither she nor Vera have ever slept over at the home. And in the background of the voicemail, yelling can be heard. Uh-oh. And some people oh, think God. it's their son, Philip. So the housekeeper heard yelling. So Savas is the dad, Savas yeah? Savas is the dad. Philip is their 10-year-old son. So they're all at the house at so this point. Savas seems to be in on this or something. Uh, I mean... I guess we'll see. Okay. Because Savas is like just making calls during all this stuff. Well, there's a someone holding them hostage. Right. Okay. 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 Um, next morning, May 14, 2015, Thursday, at 7 a.m., Savas calls Jordan Wallace about picking up that package. At some point early that morning, not sure of the time, Savas calls Ted Chase, the CFO of American Ironworks, to request $40,000 in, ca- in cash. He claims this is for an equipment auction. Ted thinks it's unusual, but that Savas sounds normal and calm. Jordan meets Ted at a Bank of America, or maybe at American Ironworks, we're not sure, mm-hmm. to retrieve the money Savas requested. Jordan later says that the money was handed to him in a manila envelope. That seemed forty thousand dollars in a manila envelope. I mean if it's all seem like it that would be a thick manila envelope. But it is discovered this is not true, and that Ted handed Jordan the money directly and said, Guard this with your life. At nine fifty six AM, Amy texts the second housekeeper saying, I am making sure you do not come in today. At ten fi- weird. At ten fifteen AM, Savas texts Jordan to put the package on the driver's seat of the sports car in the family garage. He specifically says do not knock because he is on a conference call. So like then is Jordan not in on it? Like this is weird. Yeah, I don't know. At roughly the same time, a housekeeper Vera's husband and daughter, worried because she has not come home from work the day before, showed up to the Savopolis home looking for her. Vera's husband walks up to the house and says it is very still and quiet. He rings the bell but does not get an answer, although he later said he heard dogs barking and the sound of scraping like a chair on the floor. Or maybe it was the dog scraping at the door or the dog scraping at something. He says he feels like someone is inside and doesn't want to open the door. 
seconds to minutes later, Savas calls Vera's husband. He apologizes and says that Vera went to the hospital with Amy and that he will try to find out which hospital and call him back. Like he wouldn't know what hospital his own wife's at. He does not call back. At the same time, uh, Jordan entered the family garage and opened the door to the red sports car and put the money in a bag inside the car. He originally told the police the car was locked and he needed to get a key to unlock it. This was not true. The car was unlocked and the key was in a different location than when Jordan told the police. So maybe Jordan is on it. Mm. At 10.26 a.m., Jordan texts Savas, package delivered. At 12 p.m., neighbors see a black man with dreadlocks slip into the Savopolis garage. They report it was impossible to tell if someone opened the door or if the man had an opener, but that the door seemed to open for him. At roughly 1.20 p.m., a man in the neighborhood sees smoke rising from the home. He attempts to knock on the door at the home but receives no answer. At 1.24 p.m., D.C. Fire arrives at the scene. Sometime shortly after that, D.C. Fire realizes that this is a crime scene and that at least one of the family cars is missing, Amy's Porsche. This car is later discovered in flames in Maryland. Video from a nearby business shows a man throwing a bucket into a nearby dumpster. It's always suspicious. What could have been in that? When someone's throwing something into a dumpster in the middle of nowhere, it's never good. No bueno. Um, Seven days later, a guy named Darren Wint is arrested in Northeast D.C. On December 25th, 2018, three years after the murders, Darren Wint, a welder who was fired from a company owned by Savas Savopoulos, was found guilty of 20 counts of kidnapping, extortion, and murder. He was sentenced to four consecutive life without release terms. Wow. Crazy. He only wanted like $40,000. That's the thing that's weird. He worked for him decades ago, like a really long time ago. That's the only connection he has to this family. Weird. I mean, some... Okay, so Savopolis is a Greek name. This is a Greek family, no? Uh, Yeah, Savopolis is Greek. The Greeks are known for shipping. I wonder if they're in... What? What do you say? The Greeks are known for shipping. You don't know that, like, Greek Greek shipping heirs? Like, you don't know that the Greeks are big in the shipping shipping business? Wait, on The Wire Season 2, are they Greek? The company that owns the shipping company? Greeks and shipping. Is this like saying, like, you know, Italians love pasta? (laughs) Actually, it might be a little bit. Okay, let's continue. I'll I'll (laughs) You know, the, the Italians and their meatballs... (laughs) oh no (laughs) that's what that sounds like you know season two of the wire the docks ziggy yeah it was spiros he was the greek they called him the i'm telling you i bet you this family if they're so rich you don't get so rich off a fucking karate studio (laughs) not if you're greek that's for sure (laughs) <laughs> yeah there's not nothing, like no way <laughs> i feel like i'm in it i'm not i'm not gonna be like which karate studio should i go to oh yeah let's go to sava savapolos's karate studio like there there's some sort of weird insider trading thing happening here there's obviously he's some sort of into some sort of weird shipping this iron company's some sort of front and they're <laughs> they're 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 taking weird sort of stuff around 
into DC, probably arms or drugs. It's, it's no coincidence that it's in DC, the capital. That's not a capital, but you know what I'm saying. It's, it's the, the it is a capital. capital. It's the nation's capital. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that the reason this guy's burnt, he's probably this guy is probably some mobster. Okay, so Ali's saying because they're Greek and they're rich, it, <laughs> there is no other way that that money could have been made other than through shady dealings having to do with shipping. Yeah, it's you know the Italians and their meatballs. Well, in the wire, they were shipping. They were doing human trafficking. They were shipping young girls in the don't, wire. Don't this get is- Maria started. <laughs> oh boy so rabbi joe's uh rabbi joe's yeah. bagel chips <laughs> bagel chips so Listen. there's still some evidence and facts so the phone lines were were cut at the home the home security system was not set off at any point and then all three adults showed evidence of being restrained amy and vera had duct tape residue on their wrists and police believe Savas was restrained with a necktie or a zip tie. And all three adults died of blunt force injuries, most likely with a baseball mm. bat found at the scene. They were also strangled, smothered, and stabbed. Um, Amy's right finger was bruised, and police believe this indicates a ring being ripped off her finger. Oof. And Philip, their son, died of sharp and thermal injuries. He was stabbed three times. Uh, one wound was seven inches deep. And he was likely, it was a likely result of being stabbed with a samurai sword that Savas had. This guy had a samurai sword in his house? Well, I guess from the karate. Yeah. So police believe Philip may have been tortured in order to get money from Savas. Vera had the least severe injuries and may have suffered a heart attack over the course of the attack. Her DNA huh. was recovered on the handle of one of the baseball bats, meaning she probably tried to fight back. Whoa. So good for Vera. Um, the fire started in Philip's room and the room was completely burned out and Philip's body was discovered on the bed, which had been covered in gasoline. Jesus. All three adults were found in the room next door and a pizza box from Domino's was found in the room with the adults and DNA from a half eaten pizza was a DNA from a half eaten piece of pizza in this box was matched to Darren Wint. Well, I mean, there you go. Yeah, and, and Wint worked... So he's definitely guilty. He's yes. definitely guilty. So Wint worked for American okay. Ironworks from 2003 to 2005 and had been fired. That was the Savopolis company. Um, DNA matching a hair from Wint was found on the bed in this room. And there was a knife propping open a basement window. And then DNA matching Wint was found on the knife. And the dog door leading from the kitchen to the basement had been duct taped shut. So the, I guess the um, dogs were stuck in the basement. Or actually, no, the family dogs were found outside. So maybe they locked them outside. It's better than killing them, honestly. When Wint was arrested seven days after the murders, he had $7,000 in $100 bills. And his brother also had $13,000 in money orders. Huh. So his brother must have been involved somehow, Darren Wint's brother. Um, yeah. Darren Wint's stepmother testified that he was not seen from may 13th to may 14th the days of the murders and the family computer was missing from the scene and has never been recovered weird okay so that's weird yeah he took his computer and then per savas is called to inquire about video recording on the home security system police believe went instructed savas to call to see if the surveillance could be accessed on the cloud and it could not and it was stored on the computer hard drive so i'm assuming that's why he took the computer 
is to take the security footage. I'm just saying there's more to this than meets the eye. Yeah. So there's a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So what would be the purpose of killing the entire family? I don't know, because he worked for this guy back in 2003 and was fired maybe it was on bad terms maybe he was like just a disgruntled employee and he knew he was rich and he needed money god so they build they have steel i guess if you're building like so it says here they are building the food and drug administration building 202 million dollar food and drug administration project in white oak says they were they were established in 1948. So if they were a cover, that'd be a cover for a really long time. Did you <laughs> see this on metro.co.uk? Uh, a killer who tort this is the the Wint the Wint guy, is that his name? The killer? Darren Wint. Yeah. yeah. He tortured the family for 24 hours before murdering them. Um he made them he made family listen to him murder them one by one. Oh, oh, Jesus God. Christ. What a fucking sicko. They That's were like tortured. not a normal man. No, Allie, it isn't. Thank <laughs> God. You <realize laughs> yeah. it. it sounds pretty average to me. They were tortured <laughs> mentally and physically for almost 24 hours. It's clear that some of the victims heard and saw the deaths of their loved ones, realizing both that they were going to meet the same fate and that there was nothing they could do to save those they cared about. Says attorney, U.S. attorney Laura Bach. Jeez. Okay, so Darren Wint is like this bodybuilder guy. 
Yeah. Like, tell me this doesn't have a mafia feel to it. Over the course of the night, Wint viciously beat his victims with a baseball bat and stabbed them before killing them and setting their bodies in home on fire. Well, this does take place in D.C., which is by Baltimore, which is where the wire takes uh-huh. place. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Have you seen the wire? I already said I haven't seen the wire. (laughs) No one listens to Allie. (laughs) (laughs) This is good show. Okay, some questions. One, why didn't Ted Chase, the American Ironworks CFO, think Savas's request of $40,000 was unusual? He was just like, yeah, sure, okay. Savas was a CEO, so maybe it wasn't a problem. I feel like yeah. rich people sometimes are like, I need $30,000. And they're like, okay. Yeah. When did the attack start and how did Darren Wint get inside the house? Yeah, if there was no break-in or the security system didn't go off. <sighs> There's got to be an inside man. Did he kill – is Jordan dead? Is the personal assistant dead or no? No. no. Personal assistant's in on it. According to the second housekeeper, Vera always left work between 3 p.m. and 3.30. Was she simply in the wrong place at the wrong time? Amy had stepped out for coffee and was seen at 3.25. Was Vera simply waiting for her to return before she left? And unfortunately, this is the moment when Darren got inside. Yeah, it's possible Um, that when just coming and going, he maybe like attacked her while she was walking in the house and was like, let me in your house. Like put a, it's just still weird though, that, that, that Jordan guy was just like, uh, how do I get all the security cam fi- footage and stuff like that? Or, but I don't know. That's no, it was uh Darren who asked for the security footage. I thought Jordan had called the company and was like, no, 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 Darren. No, Savas called the company. Because he was being held hostage in the house. Oh, I thought Jordan had called the company. Okay, no, Jordan. All Jordan did was drop off the money. That's all. Okay, copy that. Never mind. So Jordan doesn't sound as guilty as I thought he did. Never mind. Why didn't anyone inside the home attempt to signal that something was wrong? They had several points of contact with people outside the home. Maybe Savas and Amy thought if they complied, everything would turn out okay. Maybe Darren was telling them that. Considering that Savas and Amy both spoke or at least texted people the morning of May 14th. Also, I can't imagine why they wouldn't try to signal to someone outside the home if he had already drastically hurt them. It seemed like they were relatively unharmed overnight. Yeah, weird. Yeah, like they texted, like Amy uh, left a voicemail for like the initially for the housekeeper was like, I need Savas to come home. And like texting the housekeeper, please don't come over this morning. I mean, I'm sure it was that guy, Darren, who like had their phones probably. Yeah, that's got to be it. But like Savas called the personal assistant and was like, left him a message. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And this the CFO was like, he sounded fine. Well, they were probably like, being you- monitored. But like, yeah, but you got it. Like, like there's got to be like code you could probably like slip yeah. in. Have you guys seen the the pictures? No. The I don't, crime, uh, yes. The crime scene photos? I don't know if I want to. I have. I'm just. I'm. I seen a couple of them, but hold on. I'm just trying. Are they? Are they horrible? Well, this one thing I was watching just said like it showed like a slice of pizza, like half eaten. Um, that's better than what I thought you were going to say. Slice of. Oh God, Allie. I'm just trying to because they're saying. Should I continue, or are you doing? Are you? Is this? Are you podcasting right now? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hold on 
No, you can continue podcasting, but just know I'm not going to be listening for a second. That's totally fine by me. Nothing new. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Why such a ha- Nothing new. <laughs> why such a heinous crime for only $40,000 and nothing else was taken? That's what yeah, I think that's is weird. weird. This dude spent over 18 hours inside the home. Like, and also was, he like did this crime and almost like was 100% going to get caught. And like, why did he do it? That makes no sense. I don't know. None of the family's expensive stuff was taken. Also, Savas yeah. was found to have $125 in his pocket at the time of the autopsy. Went risked a lot to get into the house and do what he did. And he never took anything else. Yeah, it's weird. Maybe like he was like, you got to wire in this money from blah, 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 blah. Or or maybe Darren heard there was a safe in the house filled with jewels. And then there wasn't one there. Yeah, that's possible. He kept being like, tell me the code to the safe. And then like, Savas was like, there is no safe. Like, and he kept being like, tell me where the safe is. And then, and then Savas was like, there is no safe. And then he kept like torturing them, waiting to find out where the safe was. And then finally he killed them all because he realized there was no safe. And then he just like had gone in too deep. Why risk getting caught via security system, neighbors, people concerned, et cetera, which increased dramatically. Yeah, he was in there for like over 24 hours. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, Savas could have arranged the money drop using the same logic the next morning. Yeah, it could have been done without killing anyone for $45,000. As mentioned earlier, Wint was recently found guilty on all counts for this crime, yet there have been no additional suspects, although police have always said this was not something one man could have done alone. Is there more to this story? I think so. Some theories are that so Darren Wint was found with seven thousand dollars in cash, and his brother had thirteen thousand dollars in money orders. So was that thirteen thousand linked to the murders? Like I would assume. So, are they hitmen? Like maybe they're hitmen. Yeah, and like where's the rest of the money? He had forty thousand. He was found with seven thousand. His brother had thirteen. In money orders, so where's the rest of the twenty? So maybe he owed someone twenty thousand dollars and like he needed it immediately. Yeah, this I is guess. and like it could be revenge. Could be revenge. But like he was fired ten years prior to the murder. I mean I mean, obviously he's not a mentally stable person if he's murdering people. Like, could he still have been upset over that? And why are you ordering pizzas? Like, isn't that if you're you're holding people hostage, why would you risk ordering pizzas knowing that someone's going to come to the house and like could possibly be like uh this is weird and like who's eating yeah i that's also says something about his personality that this guy could like be in the middle of torturing people and be hungry this is like a he does this for a living or something yeah it's weird and then um darren went's former fiance vanessa uh, testified under an immunity deal and told jurors that Darren went and stayed with her in New York after the murders for a week. <gasps> she said he told her he won the lottery and he uh, was paying for dinner and shopping sprees in cash. So the defense argued that Wint's brothers committed the crime and set him up. So I think he threw his brother under the bus. His oh, defense. Shit. And court documents show that they got a warrant to search Jordan's cell phone the assistant and police said they are aware of a connection between Jordan and Darren, but like, that's it. What the fuck? It's dude? weird. And so, uh, and so, uh, Jordan Wallace and Wint, they once lived in the same apartment complex in Maryland. 
Okay, so then this is all tied together, which yeah. is near the where the bandit where the Porsche was found and where it was set on fire. I mean, it could have been a giant apartment complex in Maryland. That is, it's a coincidence. It's a weird coincidence. I'm telling you, there's something with shipping. There's something with a safe in the house. And he was, Jordan knew that there was some sort of safe in the house. And Jordan is like, I will pay you and your brother some money. And you go in there, you torture the family and the safes in the basement and try to get them, try to get the thing. And then, you know, we'll all be rich. Because Jordan started only two months Prior to these murders, Jordan started working for the family. I'm telling it was only you. Only two months. My psychic feelers it's- are saying shipping <laughs> safe. Shipping Jordan safe. Darren. Shipping Pizza, safe Jordan. Pizza. Pizza Jordan. Pizza. <laughs> uh, so Jordan Wallace first told the police that Savas texted him on May 14th to tell him to get the money. He said he went to the bank with Savopoulos's accountant, the Ted guy, and saw him put the cash in a manila envelope which Jordan then took to the house, leaving it on the seat inside the car. But then he changed his story. He said in a later interview, he said Savas texted him on May 13th, the night before he dropped off the money telling him to get it. And so phone records obtained by the police confirmed that Savas texted Wallace on May 13th at about 8.30 p.m. And Jordan also told police he didn't actually go to the bank with the accountant and the accountant gave him the cash in a red, in a red bag, which is not... True. And then he moved the money into the envelope and then left it inside the car. And he first told the police the car was locked, but then later said it was actually unlocked. Yeah, this isn't this isn't sitting right. That this, I mean, first of all, them living in the same apartment complex. These coincidences don't just happen. Well, what do you think of my theories? You mean your theory of shipping Jordan safe? (laughs) Safe. Pizza. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jordan, Jordan texted a friend a pick of the money. That's not normal either. When he got it. He said, "Damn, I wonder how much it is." And Jordan responded, 40. And the woman said back, "Jesus." Wait, why isn't Jordan in jail? I'm sorry. What's going on here? I don't know. So, like, he was bragging about the money that he had before he dropped it off to the car, which is like. A professional doesn't do that. Like, if you're, like, a working professional, that's, like, that's, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want to know the weirdest thing of all? What? Yes. My middle name is Jordan. Oh. Wow. It all comes together. (laughs) So did you know that Jordan met the family at a go-kart track where he previously worked? I did read that. What? Yeah, he worked at a go-kart place in from 2013 to 2015 wait okay so so hold on so jordan worked at this go-kart place he was fired it says yes he was fired i wonder why he was fired because it was probably that he was being creepy because yeah (laughs) um of what i'm learning about jordan savas brought philip the son to the track and that's where wallace met the family Okay, so it's saying here, this is from Heavy.com, he was always posting photos on Instagram about his luxurious job with the family, including pictures inside the Porsche. Um, He also posted photos in the Bentley and other vehicles belonging to the family. This is so, this is so smoking gun right here. I'm so sorry. Oh, how old is, oh, he was, 
31 or 28 at the time. I mean, that's if you're a personal assistant for like a rich person, you don't like sit in their car and take pictures in the car. Like, yo, no, like, was there no NDA going on here? This is crazy. This is uh, why isn't was he ever um, questioned? He was. Uh, he testified in the trial. He was like, I did it. And they said, <laughs> OK, bye. Um, he just said he dropped off the money. Uh, he said nothing seemed out of the ordinary. He said that he had never met Darren Wint. False. Oh, so Darren said he was also working alongside Savas at the soon-to-open karate studio. Why did he have this thing for Jordan? Like, why was he like, this is a good guy. I should work with this guy. I don't know. Jordan probably saw Savas kill someone at the racetrack. (laughs) And then, like... And then, so they just decided to go into work together. He was like, I'll hire yeah, you. Yeah, because he got fired. I would assume that this guy got fired. And then he contacted the Savas because, like, maybe they were friendly or something. And were like, hey, I just got fired. And Savas was like, oh, I need a personal assistant. I'm just telling you, so the, the Savopolis family, like, there's so, they, they, so, something's up. I don't know if that's, uh, like, I see where you're going with that, Allie. But what I'm thinking is, here's what I'm thinking, because I'm I'm reading that Wint, his own father, like, got, like, was, like, scared of him. He took out a protective order against him and that he had rap sheets, uh, including arrest for a stabbing and assault, as well as restraining orders from women. Um, He was accused of breaking into a woman's apartment, stealing her TV and vandalizing her car. So um, he said, I'm going to come over there and kill you, your daughter and your friends. Okay, so what I think is that Wint is this like criminal, like like just mm-hmm. like cr- criminal. And he lived in the same apartment building as this Jordan guy who's more of a mind criminal or whatever. And they came up <laughs> with a scheme to get money from uh, this family. Because Darren's more of like the you know, breaking and entering type guy because he's like already got a rap and Jordan is like, oh, I know this guy. I'll do it. I'm going to get him to hire me as a personal assistant. Yeah. Or if it was something, I mean, where'd that 20 grand go? Where'd that other 20 grand go? Darren was found with seven. His brother had 13. I mean, I'm sure he spent a lot of it too. So that's possible. But does the character of Darren being fired 10 years prior does his like does that i don't see him as someone that would 10 years i mean if he like really needed money i guess and he's like oh i know this rich guy well here's something interesting savas and amy savopoulos actively participated in establishing american institute of welding an organization offered offering a fresh start to people who had lost their jobs the greek american philanthropist was always trying to help others with his charity work so it seems like he had some sort of charity where people who had been fired from places or like had hard pass or something would learn welding and then start working for him. Huh. Was Darren part of that? I don't know. It doesn't say in the article. I'm on the Greek <laughs> It's weird that they live because how many apartment buildings are there in fucking Maryland? So many. At least 10. No, sorry. That doesn't. When something that coincidental happens, I'm like, no, sorry. Like, I'll give you a lot, but I'm not. That's like the staircase. It's like, oh, your other wife died the same way. 
Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I think you're maybe guilty, dude. He's like, oh, an owl did it? <laughs> okay, buddy. Yeah, they lived in the same <laughs> apartment complex a couple years prior to the murder. Yeah. Well, guys, if you guys have any idea of what you think, yeah, like, this is weird. Happened. Even the police themselves were like, this is a job of two two people. This is yeah, they're stumped. They said it. Yeah, they said it. And they meant it when they said it, I think. Well, we're stumped. I mean, I have my theory, obviously. <laughs> Involves shipping, Melissa and Maria, safe, shipping, safe, pizza, pizza Porsche, Porsche. It could be that Jordan didn't think it was going to get that out of hand. That's yeah. true. He thought he was just going to hold the, this guy Darren's going to hold him hostage yeah. and then take the money and leave. I mean, there was probably a phone call that was like, what the, what are you doing, man? Like, this is getting out of control. Yeah. And, 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 and Darren was like, I know what I'm doing, man. There's like yeah. probably one of those phone calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like channeling them there right now. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, let it please email us and let us know what you think or talk about it in the Discord. Um, I am Ali Siegel. I am Melissa Stetton. <laughs> and I'm Maria Blasucci, the producer. Thank you. Bye. Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.